Welcome back everyone to another episode of Setting the Scene. Today we're on our 19th overall episode, getting close to the 20th one. And uh, like always, I'm your host, Michael, here to talk about growth through extracurriculars. We're joined by Tarun, a member of the executive committee here at the pre-med scene. And um, I won't say too much. Tarun, do you want to just give yourself a quick introduction? Yeah, sure, of course. Uh, first off, thanks for having me, Michael. I'm very excited to talk about my experiences and anything else that we talk about today. Um, just to give a brief introduction, I'm a member of the exit committee uh, at the pre-med scene. I'm also a rising senior at Rutgers, majoring in finance, and I'm on the pre-medical path. Sounds like you're involved in quite a bit in terms of extracurriculars, and we like to uh, discuss that today. I'm sure that we can mm -hmm. take away quite a few things, some insights, um, hopefully that our audience will be able to learn from. But I think we could just start generally with the whole process of college. There's four years involved usually for people and through each year there's common phases of growth. So going into freshman year you have just basic exposure. You might have actually taken some experiences and carried that on to um, college from high school but there are some people who just start off with freshman year. Um, that's when they start diving into extracurriculars and experiences. It's just kind of basic growth from there and it grows on through sophomore, junior, and finally senior year. Um, also, I mean, when you map up out your application, that's something that does uh, come into play with that. If you're going to apply summer after junior year versus summer after senior year, or even further gap years after that, there's going to be differences from one to another. But Tarun, I just wanted to ask you, what was your experience like going from freshman to sophomore year and now in junior year, wrapping that up? Yeah, sure. So during freshman year, I was just very excited to go into college and just wanted to get to know a lot of people and just like, you know, find like my kind of friend group to kind of, um, you know, just kickstart my college experience. Um, however, of course, as a pre-med, um you know having that balance between social life and education was very important and i found that out during my freshman year um so during my freshman year i pretty much um got, got did like pretty average in school but i knew i could do better so i kind of started to get involved in more extracurriculars like on the education side such as american medical student association kind of just trying to find a group that like has I guess the same background as me and just like get any advice I could find as an optimistic pre-med starting out in college and just going forward uh, unfortunately you know we had COVID during sophomore year so um, I, I, I actually ended up getting more heavily involved in extracurricular since um, it, they were meetings were more remote so I got to meet no, new people I got to find out new clubs gonna kind of just getting like people just meeting new people and now uh finishing up my junior year uh I I'm more I'm not gonna say more educated but I guess more like um I guess more along the lines of I know how to get to like the path I want to achieve I guess because you know there's always things like to learn and I just want to keep an open mind about that so just, you know, just working more on my education, like my, my grades, my experiences, such as clinical experiences, and just pretty much trying to balance that out. 
Yeah, I think there's quite a bit to say at every point that you mentioned there, um, starting off with just the general exposures through freshman year, just getting used to classes is a whole other field, a whole other frontier on its own, aside from extracurriculars. So that's pretty consuming. Um, but like you said, moving forward through the years, you get more used to how things run. You're better networked in your own community, in your own college. Um, so you know how to get around the place, you know the ropes. Um, it's definitely helpful to know that portion of things because you're able to move around much easier and find a, a more definite place within just your social group, mm -hmm. groups with extracurriculars and clubs. You mentioned a few there with AMSA. Um, speaking of which, what made you join certain clubs or extracurriculars? Maybe we can take the pre-med scene as an example. What was mm -hmm. appealing about joining that group? I mean, uh, just personality-wise, I really just love, like, working with people and just trying to build something up, and I really felt like I could do that as a pre-med scene, like, with it first starting up uh, as a blog, and then first, and then building more onto it, and it became such a pretty, like, substantial organization uh, during COVID, and we're still kind of developing it as well, but other than that, I really just wanted to meet new people. I got to meet, like, other people from different universities, so it was just very interesting to see, like, how people, like, kind of, like, the differing, like, the differing um, curriculums, I guess, um, between universities, but also just, you know, it's just something new, pretty much, because, being in college, you're kind of like with the same new, like same people. So it was just very interesting just to meet new people like that. But um, just to pursue more extracurriculars, um, I just find it like an easy way to wind down because um, for me, like during early on in college, I really just felt really stressed out with classes just because uh, in my head, it's like, this is where it like it counts. Like it's very important to do really well starting out your college. So like your college career. So I just want to pursue extracurriculars, just kind of like wind down and like, you know, of course, like have that balance again of like social and like education, of course. Definitely. There are definitely different weights people put to extracurriculars. You mentioned it and it's also, it says something about your view of it. Um, for mm -hmm. yourself, you mentioned how it's time to wind down, kind of um, re-energize re yourself, do something outside of um, study and, and take classes. Um, and mm -hmm. I think that's also true myself, but there are other people who take more of um, a checkbox method or a uh, just spreading themselves out quite a bit. They invest more or less, really just depending on their views and personalities of it. What mm -hmm. have you seen in terms of how much weight you've given to extracurriculars? Has it varied over the years? Have you invested more or less? From year to year um, and have you found a good balance between extracurriculars, social life, academics? I mean for me it was actually just a, a learning process pretty much. Um, so freshman year um, like just as soon as I got into college like fall semester I didn't really uh, spend too much time on extracurricul extracurriculars but like around spring semester I started kind of get more heavily involved um, like kind of just exploring like the different um, opportunities the campus has and like how like um, just like different organizations that the campus offers as well. Um, so personally, how much weight I give to extracurriculars, it's, um, it has varied over the years. Um, I am guilty of spreading myself out too thin. That's just because I kind of, I kind of 
get passionate about things like easily. So I, I do end up like putting more time than I should into the organization rather than like maybe like sometimes sacrificing my time for my education. So I definitely learned how to like, of course, balance that. So for me, like um, extra, or, um, I kind of made a schedule of like, kind of eight to five like it's just education and then after five just you know you could work on extracurriculars or you could go outside just hang out with friends and just like you know for me I love to play basketball so I go outside and play basketball so for me it's kind of like it has differed over the years I can definitely understand that I can also relate to that how you just need to find a sweet spot but at times you you struggle to um either commit to a certain extracurricular, you just mm -hmm. find more and more opportunities and they sound so enticing. I remember, <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> especially at one point in time, I think it was last year in the summer, I was just going really all over with extracurriculars and it was not like um, I would fall out of one and go into another. It was more like I would just keep on adding more and more. Um, yeah, but at definitely. some point I realized, you know, I can't sacrifice too, too much for my own mm -hmm. individual commitments. We have our group commitments. Um, as a club, as a team with whatever extracurricular might be. But at the same time, at the end of the day, everyone takes their own tests, homework, quizzes back. Um, so they need to dedicate time to that. I can definitely relate a lot to that. And I'm sure the people listening in can too. Um, it's just something that you learn over the years. And also on your second point about having certain times to study, certain times to socialize, I think some people set different they set different schedules for themselves, but some people will just try to go for as much as they can. They never set a goal at the end of the day. I think it leads to somewhat of a dissatisfaction with what you're able to accomplish because you never really reach a definite goal. You're always, you are always wanting more, which is not a bad thing, you know, keep going on. But if there's no um, place you're happy with yourself, sometimes it is disappointing. So Balance is definitely great. Setting goals is too. In terms of, you know, across looking at your extracurriculars as you have them now, whether it be clinical experience, whether it be volunteering or paid work, really just across the board, which of them have you found to be most meaningful or what do you consider something to earn that title as most meaningful? We have that, I think, uh, for three activities on um, the application and it's something that schools will allow more space to discuss more about. So we have to set a certain priority for what those will be. What are those most meaningful activities for you? What do you consider when you think about which ones are they? Of course. So most meaningful to me is like, if you learn something new about yourself or if you learn something new that you want to apply to your life, you know, like it doesn't necessarily have to be about medicine. It could just be like, for example, I had like an investment banking internship um, during the school year. And I ended up learning a lot about how to kind of time manage and like the importance of like communication and all that. Like that's like not medical, but I'm still, I, I, I still think that's one of my most meaningful experiences, not only because it's professional, but just because I learned what like I learned a lot about myself and like how I could improve as well. But just to go over a few experiences that I have, um, I'm currently working as a medical assistant at a family, an internal medicine uh, practice. Uh, I volunteered 
at a hospital near my home and I'm going to start volunteering at another hospital again. Um, and I'm into research, of course. Um, and uh, uh, just just to be clear, like, you know, you don't have to be into research. It's just something that I, I'm just trying out, just trying to see, um, just trying to, you know, I guess just to see like what I'm interested in in the, in the medical field. But just to continue, um, I am part of AMSA and I'm also part of a cultural club um, in my school. So that's just like a few experiences that I have. Um, I do a bit of like mentoring on the side for like business kids and also pre-medical kids. But um, other than that, like um, that's pretty much to sum up my experiences. Sounds like you've caught onto a business oriented interest. Has that been something that you had from high school or is that a new interest you picked up in college? I've actually wanted to go into business since middle school. Oh. But, um, but after like high school, I kind of just wanted to see like different paths, like especially since my sister uh, went into medicine, I kind of like um, kind of got not uh, I kind of got inspired just to like try out the field and stuff. And freshman year, like even though I didn't do like amazing in my classes, I just thought it was much more interesting than my business classes I'm taking right now. So I pretty much um, I thought business uh, business would be a valuable skill set or like yeah, a valuable skill set in the future. So I kind of just um, continued it kind of, but I'm prim I'm primarily focused like uh, on um, the pre med path. Yeah, definitely. I've seen how not only students, but especially even on the podcast, we've had a few of them recently, like, for example, physician scientists or uh, medical legal experts, people mm -hmm. who involved in kind of a intersection of two fields that mesh together in some way of healthcare. So, for example, with mm -hmm. medical legal uh, malpractice or with physician scientists, obviously, research, which is something that even... MDs or DOs alone without those degrees they'll do. So um, it's, it's definitely interesting to see mm -hmm. uh, the intersection with business, private practice, um, administration. Those are things yeah, that people think about but definitely are still involved. Mm -hmm. Well, in terms of carrying your forward, your interests forward, um, you mentioned a few there, you listed a few of your experiences there, definitely a very healthy, you know, mix of clinical experience with um, paid work with um, non-clinical experiences definitely sounds like it's a well-rounded bunch of um, extracurriculars that you are passionate about. Moving forward into what you hope to see in medical school and residency, how are you looking forward to branch off of those extracurriculars? Do you plan to go into maybe um, something around a business-oriented job, a part-time one, or maybe another internship? Um, maybe make something of your own. Do you have any plans that you've been brainstorming so far? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Residency is kind of, you know, a bit too far down the path. I'm trying to focus in and get into medical school as of right now, but um, just kind of uh, on the spot, I am kind of thinking of, you know, of course, I'm not going to have as many extracurriculars I have right now in med school, but I would love to like kind of do a club where we could kind of do entrepreneurship within the medical field um, within med school, or we could do like some kind of cultural club, just like, you know, there, there are um, a few clubs I have thought of, but those are like kind of like the top two right now. 
Sounds interesting. One question I wanted to ask specifically about clinical experience. So it sounds like you've had experience both on the side of volunteering and work experience, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. What are your thoughts on the differences between two? There are some people that, you know, have preferences over one or another. There are some um, maybe notions that paid work looks better. Um, but in terms of just how it is to work and how much you learn, could you reflect on that for us? share a few of your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, one point that you kind of brought up was like paid positions look better. And um, from honestly what I've heard and like what I believe is that like, that's not true at all. I just feel like it's like what you learned about yourself or like what you learned in general and like how you kind of talk about it um, during your interviews or during your like personal statement. I feel like that really does like bring the value out in it. But um honestly it, de it depends on your interests you know like if you're more interested in research like there's schools that like are more primarily research and like if you're more interested on the clinical side there are schools that are that are also focused on the clinical side but um that's um ultimately i just feel like it's your interests what you learn and how you um aim to kind of talk about how you grew, grew from it Definitely. I also think maybe just to add on top of that, there's a different dimension outside of just volunteer and work experience, you know, mm -hmm. it also is about the setting because I've heard of, you know, with hospital volunteer, it really does vary actually with hospital volunteering, yeah. you could do anything from stock shelves to actual, um, and, and mm -hmm. greeting to actually, um, patient companionship, something a little one-on-one. -on, -one. Mm -hmm. on the other side though, with hospices, I mean, it could be, rural Oregon, or it could be New York City, you're most likely going to have a little more um, close and engaging experience with patients. But it does vary overall. Mm -hmm. So I think there's another dimension to add in there with the setting. Um, with hospices, you're able to get a little more of a certain specialty. With mm -hmm. uh, hospitals, you do have a variety of specialties to choose from, like the emergency room, the OR, a um, few others like that. And also, Outside of that, just on that dimension alone, being a medical assistant, you could get involved in an internal medicine clinic like you are, dermatology one, orthopedic surgery. There are quite a couple of ones. Reflecting on maybe some of your peers, what do their clinical experiences look like? What does the variance look like? I think a lot of people have a hard time finding much um, clinical experience outside of volunteering if they're not able to really get a, a job, something that's, you know, engaging with patients, something like that, um, if you don't have the time to go ahead and work and dedicate two or three days of the week? I mean, um, it, 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 that is actually a very good uh, question. Um, I mean, I would phrase it like this, like, a, a way for like med schools to gauge whether you're interested in the field is through your experiences, right? So mm -hmm. like one way they, they could see it is like how you um, kind of engage in that setting, of course, like as you said before, but um, there is clinical research and like there are different ways like to kind of talk to patients. Like for example, there's, um, oh, I forgot this one, it was like a remote volunteering oh it's called crisis text line kind of just talking to like patients um whether they need like 
like just to like kind of give them companionship and all like that's like that's remote but it's like also not in the hospital setting so I just feel like ha like showing that patient interaction shows like med schools that you are very interested in this field um I'm sorry I didn't catch your second part of the question was it something about um other extracurriculars for my peers yeah so you you yourself you said that you were involved in the hospital and also at the um, internal medicine clinic those are definitely that's a great i mean variety mm -hmm. for what we're really able to expand with as pre-meds um yeah. any other activities that your peers have been involved in like for example the hospice or um, mm -hmm. different types of clinics yeah so um a lot of my peers kind of are they're, they're they're involved in hospice they're involved in crisis text line they're involved in like they so i know a few people that went abroad and did like shadowing um they went abroad and kind of gave like medical assistance to a few like uh, rural globally rural areas and um other than that um like on top of research it's just um that that's pretty much like what I've kind of heard from my peers right now but um they they, they kind of have um their own side hustles as well so just like photography and stuff so you know they're they balance like the medical side and also the social side as well or like they're they're not social side but more like hobbies like personal mm -hmm. hobbies yeah and I just want to maybe end off on one question on that note but um just to go through what you said yeah, definitely. There's a lot of variety um, with what you can do. It did remind me about an earlier episode with Dr. Casey, who was the founder of Global Brigades, where you can um, go abroad, just like you mentioned. I think you're talking about shadowing, but there's also volunteering abroad clinically. Mm -hmm. I think they're actually still doing it now, from what I remember yeah. on his episode. Um, really interesting and, and they're able to engage in some clinical experience with uh, high demand countries that need it. Yep. So um, another great experience to add in there. But just to wrap up on the topic of hobbies, that is a section or that is a category for extracurriculars. Some people, you know, they might have one or two. Some people go up to three with them. Some people don't list them at all. What are your thoughts on including hobbies in the application? Do you plan on including something like basketball um, or another hobby of yours on your application? Any thoughts of that so far? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I feel like hobbies really defines the person. And also like during interviews, like it's easy to like, if, if an interviewer, um, if you could relate to an interviewer that has a similar hobby or like the same hobby, I just feel like that's a great way to like create a connection or like like something to discuss. So you should definitely like put your hobbies in um, like when you apply or like you should bring up your hobbies like during interviews and all that. Um, that's definitely like one important aspect of it. Definitely, I'd agree. Just to kind of wrap up on today's episode, I I'd say that they really do allow you to, beyond anything else, make yourself more personable, um, more of a human instead of kind of, um, a, uh, another application, right? Just bringing the uh, humanity to who you are as a person, your personality too, is really allowed to be expressed 
through what you have as a hobby. Um, and like to your point, especially during interviews, um, that's a great point to relate on. Something that's just informal, a great connection, because in the end, it doesn't necessarily need to be all formal. Um, doesn't always necessarily need to be just a suit and tie behind a person. Um, there are experiences, stories, and, and fun things to tell. And I think that's what they really want in the end. Someone who's able to not only engage with their class, but also uh, able to relate on a great level with patients later on as a doctor. And that's going to be something that develops, I'm sure. But um, I'm sure that they're looking for people who have a great foundation to start off. I guess that really wraps up today's episode. Trun, do you have anything else that you'd like to add just about extracurriculars in general from what we talked about? Yeah, of course. Um, again, like, um, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm just very excited to talk about this topic since it's like really uh, close to me. But, um, you know, just pursue what you want to do. Um, you know, don't be afraid to try new things. And, you know, I'm sure that you will end up finding what you like and just, you know, continue with it and just pursue on, per, like pursue whatever you feel like would work for you. Um, that's pretty much um, all the advice that I think would be great for future doctors as well. So um, yeah, but thank you for having me. Uh, and uh, it's just, you know, very excited to see um, how uh, everyone's uh, pre-med journey continues from here on out. Definitely. I'm really excited to have you on through and it's, it's great to, to talk to you. I'm a joy to always have you on, on the podcast. And um, I, I would say all the same and, and really, I mean, cap it off with that. Personally, I remember when I was just a year ago, or I think it was maybe a year and a half, um, I didn't really have much going for myself in terms of extracurriculars, but over that time, it's definitely exponentially grown. Um, I've gone mm -hmm. into the hospice, volunteering there. I've gone into a local literacy center, the pre-med scene here, um, helping out with the podcast and a few other places in general, including research. Um, it's really just been a great experience. What I've learned more than anything is, as cliche as it does seem, dedication, hard work, and persistence does go the way. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's what you'll always hear, but if you actually do stick to it, um, the results do show in the end. It feels like, you know, maybe three months or, or a month that passed by in the past year, but each one of those days was a very long day, very hard day, and, and definitely well worth it looking back. Um, so for those of you who might be in your freshman or sophomore year, I definitely encourage you to get yourself out there, um, possibly even get a mentor who can help guide you. That's great. Whether that be a medical student who's already gone through the application process, who's gone through those four years of college, or maybe um, a physician mentor who you're able to connect with through shadowing through uh, one of your college's programs. I'm sure pre-health advisors would be able to speak on that. They have the connections. Networking is a great place to start off from, and from there, you'll be able to learn the ropes. So I think we've covered quite a bit in today's episode. Thank you again, Tarun, for joining in, and thank you to everyone else listening in for another episode of Setting the Scene. We, as always, publish these episodes every other Friday, and um, we definitely look forward to having you soon. Thank you.